Hello and welcome to Groove Therapy, a podcast that explores the effects of live music on our brains, bodies, and our lives and provides a space for you, our listener, to learn more about how you can bring the magic of live music into your everyday life. My name is Dr. Leah Taylor and I am joined here with my fabulous co-host Tara Lee Weathers. Hey everybody. Hi. Hello. So I'm excited about this recap episode that we're about to unleash into the world and and record and talk about and all the things. <laughs> yeah, our last episode of 2020. Woo woo. Well, I think I'm pretty excited that is the end of 2020. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, it definitely feels like this year is it's time to come to an end. Yes, but at the same time, so many amazing things and silver linings have happened during this year as well. And so many of our guests like talked about that and also just like embodied the like innovativeness of this time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so important. And I mean, here we are talking about health and wellness and live music and, you know, our, our perspective on things is certainly a huge part of our health. So it's important to switch perspectives and it's also important to feel all the feels because that's also an important part too. Yeah, and this was such a perfect opportunity to reflect on all the experiences that we've had because it's kind of hard when you're constantly having the experience, like experience after experience after experience, you're just in it and you're not even thinking about how it's affecting your life and how and how to use it for good um, to manifest all the things in your life that you want or to use it towards your health. And um, now that it's kind of wasn't there for a little bit in the way that we knew it before, we had time to reflect and see what live music meant to us and how important it is and, and how we can be even more intentional using it moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so grateful that we started this podcast at this time. I I can't I mean, of course, I can't really imagine it happening at another time because this is when it came about. But I, th I really think this was the perfect time for it to come about. And not only did it, you know, this time offered us a, an opportunity to kind of step back and, and look at it in a different way because it wasn't happening, but it also gave us an opportunity to continue to connect with all of the feels that live music brings because we got to talk about it on a regular basis. Yeah, it was like, we got to keep it alive by talking about it and really remembering like when you talk about what it feels like. I know we've talked about this in the episodes and the science behind it and what your brain does when you're even talking about a live music experience and how that is actually really good for your brain to do that. And so we did that in this podcast and so many of the people that we interviewed and our guests, they all have been doing that too. Yeah. So if you guys haven't picked up on this yet, <laughs> this is going to be a a little different episode of Groove Therapy. We don't actually have an interviewee this time. And um, it actually just happened to work out this way. Uh, who we were supposed to interview for this episode ended up having to reschedule. And so Tara Lee and I talked about it and decided to take the opportunity to really just kind of reflect on the episodes that we have had and um, to, yeah, talk about some themes that have come up and just kind of reflect on this crazy year in general and, and you know, how, how we could gracefully end it maybe as gracefully as possible. Yeah, so we can dance into 2021, dance and frolic. <laughs> yes. Maybe a static dance into the new year. Yeah, yeah. And I also want to recognize that this podcast is coming out on Christmas. So for anybody who celebrates Christmas, Merry Christmas. And uh, for everybody, happy holidays whenever you listen to this podcast. Yay, yeah. And we hope that we're bringing you a little bit of cheer. Um, right now is like the darkest time of the year. Yes. And yeah, so hopefully we're bringing some light and cheer to your day with this podcast. I know that it does that for me. And so I'm hoping that it does that for you too. Yes. Yeah, it certainly does for me too. So sending you lots of light and lots of love. And yeah, I think we can probably get to it. So let's just say that we're a part of the Osiris Podcast Network. And we're so grateful to be a part of Osiris Pod. And you guys can find out more about them on OsirisPod.com. Check yes. out all of their interesting podcasts. 
Yeah, there's so many of them. I love them all so much. And so just have so much fun exploring and diving into all the podcasts. There's so many different topics all having to do with music. So if you like music, which I think you do, which is why you're here, then you'll definitely love all of those podcasts. And we would also love to connect with you. Um, we have a Facebook group and it is the Groove Therapy Podcast Community. So search us there and ask to become a member and I will be on the back end approving it. And I get so excited every time I see somebody wants to be a part of our community. Yeah, so come on in and we'll talk more about the Groove Therapy podcast lifestyle. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Groove Therapy Podcast. Woo woo. All right. Well, we'll be right back. Right. Welcome back, everybody, to our non-traditional episode of Groove Therapy. Ooh, well, that makes sense because we're very non-traditional and I think <laughs> a lot of our listeners are as well. Yeah. So we're going to do a little reflecting. We're, we're going to have a loose conversation. We kind of have a little bit of a roadmap, but we're just going to really kind of see what comes up for just reflecting back on the amazing interviews that we have been able to have over the course of the Groove Therapy podcast so far. And there've definitely been some themes that have arisen. I know my mind kind of works like this. So you guys know that I'm a qualitative researcher. So what that means is that I take kind of what's been said and I really digest it all and then really look for themes and to pull it all together in kind of cohesiveness, if you could say it like that. So my mind's ready to do that. <laughs> yeah, I love that about you because I am not a researcher and I'm just like, wee. And so <laughs> I'm glad that that we have you to to bring us together and have us have something that is cohesive and makes sense. And and before we start diving into the themes, I just want to give a shout out to like all of our amazing guests that we've had yes. on this show. We are so blessed and so lucky to like have had the opportunity to connect with them and that they wanted to be a part of, of our podcast. And so thank you, everybody. Yeah, definitely. And for you as a listener, maybe you haven't had the opportunity to listen to all of our previous episodes. And so this will be a great chance to kind of see what might pique your interest. And then you can go back and listen to those episodes. And we're also going to work on, I'm going to go through and pick out kind of a quote from each one. And then Tara Lee's going to put it together and in a visually appealing way. And we're going to have that ready to go for the end of the year too, as just something else that just kind of highlights the amazingness of live music in the interviews that we've been able to have so far. Yeah, that's a little holiday gift from us to you. That's right. Because we love right. you and we're so grateful for each and every one of you. Like all of the downloads and listens that we get on this podcast, like it would just be us talking to air, but we have you all listening to us and we're so grateful for that. So thank you so much and thank you for sharing and thank you for leaving reviews. We just are so grateful. That's right. That's right. And this really is just the beginning of the conversation. Like I see these interviews and these episodes as just kind of like starting the conversation. And then I'm hoping that you guys are talking to your friends about it or talking to each other about it. Uh, bring it to our Facebook community and talk to us about it. Like, you know, it just reminds me of our episode that's coming out in January that you guys will get to look forward to with Jay Blakesburg. I'll, I'll give you guys a little heads up on who that's going to be with. That's and super secret intel and now <laughs> you have it. <laughs> yes. So, you know, just talking about the importance of, of documenting this experience and how magical and amazing it is. And it's different. It's different than everyday life. And certainly we have noticed that contrast in 2020 when live music was taken away from all of us in the way that it was going. And, you know, here we are facing reality without live music. And it's, it's not quite the same. No, I've never spent so much time in my home before. Yeah. Staring at a TV. But also, I'm so happy and grateful for my TV and technology because I've gotten to see live music in a different way. But I've brought it right to my living room. And I feel like that's really, that's pretty special thing to have happened. Of course, I want to go back to in real life, but that was a, a pretty cool thing that happened. 
Yeah, I know. I've been so grateful for my home this year and just the the ability to have a roof over my head and be able to make a a comfortable space to hang out until we're able to go back out in the ways that we were before. So Tara Lee, what stood out to you over our last, what was it, 10 episodes with the interviews? What's one thing that comes to your mind when you think back? One thing that comes to my mind is how, like, when there are tough times, that it has really, it almost forces innovation and creativity, um, because you either have to be innovative and creative, or or just not. (laughs) And if you don't, then you're not creating new things, or even able to do the things that you were before in any sort of way. And so that's something that really stuck out was how so many of our guests, like they all are professional people in the live music industry in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And yet they still found ways to be able to bring in some money for themselves and create their art and collaborate with people and and even some performing in front of people and how they did that. And they all were like really – it was really important to them to do it in a safe way as well. Like they weren't just like, screw this, I'm going to like play a concert for like 100 people. No, they were like, we're going to do this in a safe and creative way. And I thought that that was like, that just stood out that every single guest did that. Mm -hmm. And I was so inspired by it. Because like I said, you can either you can go one or two paths. And it's either like hide under your blankets, and which I definitely did a lot (laughs) during this year, hide under your blankets and like, hide from the world and not do anything and kind of be defeated, or you could be creative and innovative and kind of thrive in this interesting time. Yeah. Yeah. And that really reminds me of what Eric Gold said, you know, about how, you know, I asked about like, well, did you find challenges or how, how were you able to, to do this? What looked like so gracefully? And he said it was challenging every day. And yet, you know, there's that impulse to kind of hide under the covers and like, you know, feel into the feelings of this is really tough. And there's the stronger drive to say, okay, well, what am I going to do about it? You know, and he was able to create a new, a new band and, you know, partner with a new project, Curbside Concerts, which is so exciting. And like, I can't wait to see what the future is going to bring for that. Um, and Marbleize is his new band that he created. And so, yeah, really honoring. And I'll say, I mean, just in my professional life, like this has been such a theme with my patients that I've been working with. It's like, how do you honor the toughness of it all and be able to allow those feels to be there? Because certainly that's really important because if you don't acknowledge them, then they're just going to keep coming up and keep coming up or get stuffed down. And then that can create problems later on. So how to acknowledge that, but then also be able to shift into, okay, so what am I going to do about this? You know, like what's, what's next or what are the gifts of this time? And so to feel, but then also to shift. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's like, it's not like these times don't suck. And they're not like the hardest of our time. Like they definitely are. So it's that. And then, like you said, what are you going to do about it? And I love how what you said about Eric, too, that he said, I have to work hard at it every day. So it's so easy on social media to like, see these people that look like they're just like, living their best life all the time, or a musician that puts something together and you you're seeing the finished product and it looks like it just happened and it was easy. But like, everybody is working really hard on all of the things every day. And that is why they're being successful at it. It's not just like happening for them. Everyone's working really, 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 really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if it it looks like people are totally just connecting with the positives of this time or the opportunities of this time, that doesn't mean that they're not experiencing the the grief and the downsides. I mean, I'll say for myself, like especially with Christmas, like it just the reality hit me today that I'm not going to be spending Christmas with any of my family. And that was really tough. And like I, I had that sadness and that grief and like that upsetness about it not being the way that I want it to be and like 
and for my son too, who is really looking forward to hopefully seeing some family this Christmas. And that's just not the reality where we are right now. And so I had to like go through that stage of grumpiness and and just feeling down about that. But then it's like, okay, what what other opportunities are there for this day? Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm not seeing family. This is like the first time in my entire life that I'm not seeing family in one way or another over the holidays or New Year's. And um, it's really sad. And even New Year's, I've gone to fish like since I can remember, <laughs> you know, on New Year's, that's what I always do. I always have plans and that's what it is. And to not have that is like really, really, really sad. And at the same time, how can I have a good time on New Year's? And what would that look like? Yeah, I know. As soon as you said that, it really hit me that, gosh, all of us, you guys listening and us and like, that's what we do. We go to see music on the 30th and the 31st. My husband's birthday is on the 30th. So he's all about going to a show on his birthday. And he's seen almost all of the fish shows you know, since he started seeing them way back in the early 90s. So yeah, we see our families on Christmas and then we mm-hmm. see our soul music family on New Year's and we're not going to get to see either of them. And it's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. And at this point, we don't even know what fish has up their sleeve for New Year's. So yeah. Maybe by <laughs> the time this podcast comes out, there'll be something amazing that we can connect with virtually. I know people are kind of guessing at what that might be at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to find out. (laughs) Because I mean, that's like, I mean, Trey is a perfect example of somebody who did something that he never would have done if it wasn't for this pandemic happening and those beacon shows that were like so positive and raised a million dollars to build an addiction center in southern Vermont. And like that likely or definitely wouldn't have happened if this pandemic didn't come about. And that is such a like a beautiful silver lining. And I felt so connected every Friday. That's what I did. I watched him. I watched Ryan Montblou. He had a stream on Friday also. Mm -hmm. And I would watch the shows and I felt I could feel being with all of you, even though I wasn't like I just pictured everybody in their living rooms watching the show together. And I felt a connectedness, even though we weren't physically together. Yeah, I know that first Beacon Jam, I had like the really first transcendent experience that I had had through a virtual show that just made me realize that even though it's virtual doesn't mean that it can't be transcendent. And, you know, the other thing that stood out to me with Trey is that he took a while to have that happen. And that just made me realize that, you know, so often we're like so quick to be like, okay, what am I going to do? Oh my gosh, I have to do something. You know, it's like really that drive to like get out there and do. But if, you know, it's all in the right timing and just the right thing will come when, when it's ready to come. And so I loved how he, he was not the first one that was doing virtual shows. You know, he really took a while, but when he did come out and do it. It was amazing and for such a great cause. Yeah. And it was the perfect timing. I mean, even the way Sigma Oasis, that was like right when we all first went into lockdown in March, I believe, or maybe April. I don't know exactly when it came out, but and then they did a live listening stream that was mm-hmm. so genius. And and I just remember I was at my the retreat center that we owned and I was sitting on the stairs of the barn and Dan was like making a bonfire and we were listening to it there. And I was just picturing everybody Because you didn't have to be watching a screen. It was like a listening experience. So you could Mm -hmm. be driving in your car. You could be like making a bonfire. You could be doing – you could be making dinner. You could be doing whatever you wanted to be doing. And I pictured everybody like all over doing all different activities. And again, that was like, wow, I am not even at a show. I'm not even watching people play. This is recorded music. And yet like we're all listening to it at the same time. And I feel so connected to those people. It was so beautiful. Yeah. I know. I agree. And the songs just seemed so appropriate for what we were all experiencing. Like it was almost kind of difficult for me to to know that they were they had been written before any of this happened. That was really special. Yeah, that's how, you know, like they're just such a clear channel for like downloading messages from the universe and into their songs. And like, it's just so clear. Yeah. So, you know, what we've been talking about lends to another theme that I feel like has come up throughout our interviews and episodes. And that's just the the deep connection that we experience through live music. And, you know, we're used to having that 
connection in person, that in-person connection and really, you know, being able to see the person next to you getting down just as hard as you are to the song and, and know that they're feeling the same thing as you are. And even as live music has come back, it's certainly been in a different way that like kind of, I don't, I don't want to say that it takes away from that connection because it's still there, but there are kind of hindrances to that connection, whether it be the amount of space that is between people or, you know, the masks that people are wearing that are covering people's facial expressions. Um, And then of course, the majority of the live music that I saw was recorded and, you know, being streamed virtually. So yeah, we've had to find that connection in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I find myself like reaching out to a lot of my friends that I would I would only see them at live music. You know those people? You have your friends that you talk to or you like text all the time, but there are some people that you only know because of live music. And I found myself reaching out to them on social media and like writing them private messages and being like, hey, what's up? Or hey, remember that show that we went to? And so I don't I I found myself actually becoming closer with a lot of those people that I'd only spent spent like an energetic exchange with before. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like actually getting to know them as people and that's such a blessing and I want to br- keep on doing that in the future of when shows are back. It's like I mean some people you're meant to just like share a smile with or like have eye contact with or share a little dance with or like Reed was saying um those women that he like danced with in the front and now he's friends with like there's some people that you're just supposed to have that kind of relationship with but I think there's a lot of deeper connections to be made if you just take a little bit of extra effort and so I want to keep that going too. Yeah. I love that you shared that because a lot of your daily jams have been about that. So it's so awesome to hear that you've been taking that into your own life too. Yeah. So you've been able to take that, those jams into your own life. So you're certainly living what you're, you're teaching to other people. Yay. <laughs> Just I'm glad wanted that to I'm acknowledge doing... that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing it. I was like, I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> Well, it's a thing. I mean, it's easy enough to say this is something that you can do. And it's another thing to actually do it on your own time in your own life. Yeah. But it's so important and it it makes your life better. Like sometimes those things, it feels like, oh, like I just don't have the energy to like do that little extra thing. But whenever I do whatever that little extra thing is, whether it's like reaching out to someone when I don't feel like reaching out to anyone or going outside and going for a walk or just even like putting a song on my headphones and like lying down like all of that takes effort but it's every time I do it I'm like thank god I did that it's so worth it so sometimes you kind of have to like force yourself when you don't feel like it because you'll know that it'll be worth it in the end yes definitely and that's one thing about live music is that we didn't we didn't really have to force ourselves most of the time. Yeah, think. it just happened. We were so lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. And maybe now, you know, we do have to kind of do that because the virtual streams are a little bit different. Um, but we know how important it is. And we've just been reminded in every single interview and episode of how important this experience is. And it reminds me of what Matt Butler was saying that like if I have to wear a hazmat suit to play music with other people, that's what I'm going to do. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to paint my hazmat suit in sparkles and make it fun. And if that's what I have to do to go see live music, <laughs> then that's what I'm going to do too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, that's that's definitely, I think, something that we've all really been able to realize during this time is like just how important this experience is to us and how much meaning it does bring into our life and, you know, how maybe it's a practice that we are able to shake off like the toughness of life and the stress of life and to refill ourselves with all of the positive emotions that we feel when we experience live music. And that that reminds me of another one of our themes about like the emotional quality of live music and how... And this is one of the themes that I found in my research, like live music is a full body experience. It's not just that you're listening to the music. It's not just that you're seeing the music, but you're actually feeling the music on a vibrational somatic level, um, but also on an emotional level. And I mean, that's the healing power of music in general is that it allows us to feel. But when it comes to live music, 
it's like it just bam hits you and you know i think that 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 is so therapeutic to a lot of people too because it's like you are just kind of forced into the present moment and that can be really important for people who might live in their head all the time or have a hard time you know meditating or doing something like that that um they need something that just is like bam here you are feel this <laughs> Yeah, it's like all you have to do is like buy the ticket and show up and then it's going to happen for you. And like that's just is the difference. Like, I mean, I love all live music. I've had amazing experiences at um, like pop stars and, and rock stars and different things like that. But improvisational music is like a whole nother level of a live music experience. And I mean, you pretty much, like I said, you buy a ticket, you show up and just be open to the experience and it's going to be like transformative and amazing. Even if you like don't know what's going to happen to you, you're going to be like, holy crap, like what just happened to me? All I know is I was amazing. And when's the next show? Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite experiences with improv music that I don't know is like having that feeling in my body that I do know it. <laughs> it's like it's like my body is moving to the music and it's not because I know what's coming next like it, you know cognitively, but it's like my body just responds in a way that follows along and I love that so much. Yeah, and it like it allows you because you're so in the present moment and your head is completely out of the picture, it's like you're just this open channel. I rarely cry. Like it takes a lot to make me cry. And I cry at shows all the time because I'm just <laughs> so open and feeling all the things. And it's not even like sometimes it's sad. I could be having the happiest experience and then have like a sad cry that feels so good. Or sometimes mm -hmm. it's tears of joy because I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. And I'm just like sobbing because I'm so happy. Um, it's just like, that the channel is open. It's also when I talked to my interdimensional team, that was like one of the first times I experienced being able to communicate with an interdimensional team was at live music. And now I can access them on a normal basis. But I wasn't I wasn't open enough in my daily life without the help of live music as a tool to be able to like be so open that I can access that. Yeah, yeah, it certainly allows us the experience of something. Um transcendent which just just really means out of ordinary everyday experience and you know it's just thinking when you were talking about the range of emotion i personally think that that's why i love the improv jam band music that we all know and love is because it's different than the like drum and bass kind of electronic music which can certainly be very therapeutic and you know, there's conscious dance practices all about that. But that to me is just a little bit narrow of an experience. Like, yeah, I can get into bouncing up and down and I can certainly get into a trance and I can feel good. But like, I love the interplay between the musicians that are up on stage, like the conversation that they get to have in a musical way. I also love the range that they can they can make me feel like it just reminds me of especially the keyboards like I love Paige he's he's my favorite don't tell the other members of Fish <laughs> your secret is safe with me <laughs> but I always say that I love I love Paige because like he can make my heart sing with like the beautiful melody of the piano and he can make my body like just get down and dirty with the funk that you know and certainly Mike is a part of that too and and Fishman and Trey and everybody but um but that range of experience you know it's not like that just narrow onch 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 that's like a sustained beat it's like this full range yeah. And I think you can get there with that kind of music. It's just different. And it's the vibration of it is what's your vibration. And we all like can understand and, and love a different kind of vibration and language. And so it's like what yeah. speaks to you. So there's people that that speaks to them. But then the improvisational music is what really speaks to us. And it's like our love language. And, and then we mm -hmm. get to hang out with all the other weirdos that love it too, which is the best. And then also get to listen to the weirdos that are making it for us. Yeah. Yeah. And so we create this 
this tribe that kind of brings in what you guys will hear about with our first episode in January. Yes. And also, I want to talk about um, Reed Mathis, and he was talking um, – this actually came up a whole bunch of times in um, a bu- with a bunch of different guests, but the – I mean, we talked about it with attachment disorder, but how when you trust the community of people that you're at the show with, even if you don't know them, you just trust them because they also like the music that you're into, and then you trust the musicians to, like, take you there to that whatever that place is, you're like – we're going to go on a journey and like I trust you to be my captain. And then also the musicians trust each other on stage that they're like, okay, like I trust you that I feel safe that I can go to this place in my playing and see what happens. Like I don't have a plan, but I'm going to go somewhere and let's see what happens. And then with with some music, then there's like it brings you back to the the chorus and the part that you know where you feel really safe. So you're like, oh, I'm safe and I'm held and the this feels really good. And then, okay, well, now that I feel safe, like, let's like go there. And I thought that was that was really interesting, because I experienced that, but I didn't know why. And now I know why. And now I see how sometimes when I'm feeling like, kind of sad or lost, I'll listen to like, a song that I know all the words to, because I feel safe hearing that song, because I know what's going to happen. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, if you guys haven't checked out the both parts of the read episode you should definitely do that it was just like kind of mind-blowing how well he was able to articulate all of the things that I've that have kind of been swimming around in my mind and that I've noticed through my interviews with people and just my personal experience with live music so it's I know it's two episodes and it may feel like a lot to listen to but I promise well I <laughs> I can't promise what your experience is going to be because I don't know. But I think if you start with the first one, you will be intrigued to listen. Yeah, all the time way flies when you're listening to Reed Mathis, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. And I loved how he talked about, you know, the three aspects of improvisation about being uh, vulnerable and honest and brave. And I think that does really sum up our community and, um, you know, how we're able to bring ourselves to the live music experience, like, because it is about kind of setting aside the ego that likes to be in control and know what's happening and be however it thinks that it should be. And certainly, you know, you can have a good time at live music by keeping that ego in charge. Um, but I think especially for musicians, when they're able to set that aside and to really step into the moment, vulnerable, honest, and brave, it it allows us as fans to be able to be taken on a journey that is much deeper than could have occurred if they tried to control what was happening. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm so grateful for all of those vulnerable and brave musicians and the vulnerable and brave fans that have like allowed me to have these transformative experiences because without either of them it wouldn't have happened and my life wouldn't be the same and I don't ever want to think about what that would be like. Yeah, another theme that came up, you know, we talked a lot about because of course this podcast started um after quarantine and after COVID-19 came about, so live music had changed a lot and so you know, I feel like there was always a part in our interviews where we would say, so, you know, what's different or what can we do? And and so many people were just like, whatever you can do to make sure that this continues, whether it's, you know, finding some land to host an outdoor concert at or to just say how important this is or to donate to different organizations that are helping to support not just the musicians, but all of the people that are involved in bringing the live music to us and who aren't working right now and who still you know, need to feel safe in knowing that they hopefully have a job to come back to as soon as possible. Yeah, it's that's a good point that you brought up, too, because it's like, if you're a singer songwriter with a guitar, like you can do a live stream by yourself. But if you're a bassist or a drummer, or a crew member, yeah, then like, what are you doing during this time to like, be able to survive? And so it's really important. And so many of the, our guests said this. It's like we have to do whatever we can to support the music community, everybody in it, so mm-hmm. it can come back and keep going and be stronger than ever. But if it dies, then it 
it's not going to come back and we have to do whatever we can to not let it die. Yeah. Yeah. And Katie Fox was definitely one of the ones that was very vocal about, you know, what we could be doing to to help to support live music right now during this time while it's not able to happen in the way that it was. Yeah. And Jenna, too. She was like super inspiring of like she's done this her whole life. It's like, Mm -hmm. here's an obstacle. Okay, great. Now what we can we do about that obstacle and how can we thrive within that obstacle? And oh, you're going to throw another obstacle at me? Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to like now problem solve and see how I can do that. And she she did that her entire career. So now that that this was like probably one of the biggest obstacles of her entire life, she was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. So now how do I how do I work around this?" And she totally did, and it was it was so beautiful to hear how she did that. Yeah, and I loved her um advice on like dream big. You know, what what are your biggest dreams and how she's working with the musician that musicians that she manages to ask them the same questions. Like, okay, things are not happening in the same way as they were before. Well, what what do you want to have happen? You know, the rules are changing. So, how do we want to create create our own? Yeah. And so for like all you musicians out there that are listening or just people in general, like are you going to sink or are you going to swim? And you might have to build a whole new boat. And know that there's community supporting you. And that, yeah. that we you got you. You can hop you. on someone else's boat. <laughs> Ask for help. We got dinghies and lifeboats and we got blow up unicorns. That's right. <laughs> we <Yes>. got you. <laughs> <laughs> what else stood out for you? Can you think of anything that we might have missed from the amazing interviews that we've had so far this year? Oh, yeah. So I loved the the whole Deitch family and Mm -hmm. how they talked about how like they consider themselves healers and that when they're playing music that they are healing and like, yeah, and like right now we're missing our medicine in the way that we normally take it. And so we're having to like, I guess we're taking alternative medicine now (laughs) to describe it. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was so fun to have all of the Deitches on and yeah, to just hear, like, I even wonder how far back that that kind of philosophy of music making started. You know, they talked about Adam's uncle, um, but I wonder even if it was further back than that. Yeah, like, however, I don't know where they, they're from or <laughs> but in their, their motherland or wherever they originated from, I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet their family lineage was was healing people with music in a way that we'll like never ever know because they might have just been like playing a rock with a stick and and chanting. Yeah. And healing exactly. the people. Yep. But that's where we all came from because every ancient civilization had music and some form of music making or movement and and that you know, that some people consider it the oldest form of medicine and religion. So, you know, it's it's deep within us. And that's why it's so important. Yes, I totally agree. And I just loved how how they talked about it. It was just so true. And we have so many like medicine men and women in our community. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for for all of them. And like, thank you so much, everybody, for doing that. And actually, like, making that your life's work because being a musician and making a living in these days and now especially during these times is like no easy feat and so like thank you for being so brave and vulnerable and putting yourself out there to like bring us the music and heal us like thank you so much i can't i don't even have the words it's true it's so needed and such important work and i hope that you know we can continue with this podcast and just efforts to really highlight it as the important and healing work that it is so that musicians can be supported just as much as doctors and physicians. And I guess that could probably be the same people, (laughs) but, uh, you know, they really are modern day shamans. Yeah. And they should not just the big ones that are selling, like selling out stadiums and have like multi-platinum hits, like also the one that's on the side of the street playing music and healing people like they all like that is a valued occupation yes yeah and the time that we spend with them is valued time not just 
recreation or going to party or, you know, certainly it can be a fun party, but we really are gaining so much benefit from it. And that's become so apparent from just all of our conversations with people. So it's been so lovely to just kind of reflect on the interviews and the conversations that we've had with with people in the music industry and so grateful to have all of them on. And Tara Lee, I'm just curious how you have been able to kind of stay sane throughout this time or, you know, what what your silver linings or what you've noticed having the big feels about. What has been your experience throughout these last what is it? Nine months, just about. So I seem sane to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, that's a relative term. <laughs> well, that's good that I seem sane. But no, so actually, it's been super interesting because, well, I was actually in Costa Rica. I just led a retreat, and that was when it all started going down. And I had to decide was I going to stay in Costa Rica or was I going to come home? And my husband had left a week prior. Um, so I decided to come home so I, I wouldn't be there without my loved ones. So I came home and, and actually like during that time when I, when I do come home from Costa Rica, even though it was a month earlier than I normally do, I typically stay home a lot, uh, because I reflect on the travel and the time that I just had. So that's when everything was starting to go into lockdown and we were just in our house and hunkering down and it was cold. I'm in Vermont. It was dark. So. I work for myself and in my office. So it actually, my life at first didn't seem that different because I was working from home. I was in my home. The only thing was, was that I couldn't go out at all to see live music. But at that time, it was it was exciting because the streams were new and it was this new thing that was happening. And I was like, oh, I can watch this and I can watch this. And my husband and I are in a hip hop duo called The Middle Ages. And we were performing on streams. And Reed and I did a show called What the F's Happening. And so we, I was like doing all these things. And it was kind of like distracting me from the fact that that things were so different out in the world. And so but then, you know, as time goes on and like things start to set in, you're just like, oh, like there's not going to be. Well, in Vermont, we did have live music, but it wasn't big. Like we had to be six feet apart from each other and um, wear masks and things like that. So I'm grateful that there was that live music, but there wasn't the big show where you get to like dance with people and kind of like be in that flow state and like walk around and not know who you're going to see and who you're going to talk to and who you're going to bump into and seeing those show people. And so I really had to grieve that. And it was really, really sad to me to not have that and not have that. So what I really realized I had to do, which I felt so lucky that I knew what a live music experience felt like. And so because I know what that feels like, I was able to pull from it into my everyday at home when I wasn't able to like recharge my battery. So it wouldn't just go from empty. It's still it's like slowly emptying, you know, like I'm waiting for that show, but it's I'm still not depleted because I have what I realized is like my life's work and what I have been doing actually works because I just got to put it into practice and do all the things that I've been saying to bring live music into your everyday experience. And I was doing it. And then I didn't feel so bad. And there were times where I felt great. <laughs> and then there were the times where I realized what was going on. And, and of course, like there's tragedy and loss and like, and that is not like forgotten to me. I feel that every single day and constantly like sending love and seeing what I can do to personally like help everybody. Um, and that kind of feels like really hard because I want to be able to help every single person in the world. And I just, I physically can't do that. So that part has been, been really sad, but I'm like, how can I do my part and how can I personally be like of greatest impact and have the best positive effect on the world? And what would that look like? And so I've been really focusing on, on what that is and how I can do that and bringing that. So that's been a really, I would say that's like a silver lining because it kicked my ass into gear to really like do that on a bigger level and have in bigger impact and help even more people in the world. And so that's what I've been up to. I like, I took a business course. I wrote my first business plan <laughs> for my business. And that was really exciting. I know which direction I'm going and I'm getting really clear. And that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't during these times. So I hope that all made sense. Yeah. And I've been able to witness that journey of yours. And it's been so awesome to really to see you like show up in such a large way and to help 
you know, you're already helping so many people, but I know that so many more people are going to be helped by your work because of the time that you took to really get strategic and like clear on it. And I'm really excited because I just got my astrology chart read and everything's like lining up for me to be a leader to like lead and teach and inform people of this new beautiful way of living that that is possible that I've been dabbling in for a while and and now I'm able to like help everybody else to realize that that is a possibility and the astrology reading is like that I am the one to help I'm not the only one in the world but I'm one of the ones that is here to lead and teach and help you to bring you to like manifest your dream life and and live your best life that's full of kindness and generosity and love and magic and and all the things. Yeah, and we need people that can see that potential and see that future to be guides in that. So, yay. Yeah. So, I want to ask you the exact same question. All right, can you pose it to me again? <laughs> yes, but I don't even remember exactly how you posed it to me. <laughs> I think it was how how are you like during these times that are so interesting like what are you doing to be able to to see this silver lining and kind of like what has come out of it for you well certainly kind of the same things i feel for me it was it was definitely a, a more like dramatic <laughs> kind of stop i remember so i work at a integrated pain clinic four days a week. And I was at work when we had the, because California was one of the first places to shut down. And actually, you know, there was like talk of all of this happening. And I had gone to see, gone to see ALO at the Warfield. And we didn't know whether that show was going to happen. And my best friend was visiting from Colorado. And so we were thankfully able to have that time and nothing, you know, nobody that I know of that got sick from that, thankfully. But uh, the weekend after everything shut down and it was just like, okay, lockdown in California. And we had to, you know, go into our homes and I didn't know what the future was going to look like. And my son was pulled out of school. And so I feel like it was definitely a, a different reality that I was living in very quickly. And there was a lot of fear and a lot of unknown and a lot of the things that I had worked really hard for, like all of my embodied groove events that were scheduled to happen, didn't end up happening. I was just about to have a, a big embodied groove experience with Lebo and a lot of other amazing musicians that I was so looking forward to. And that was going to be at the end of March. And so that that kind of got scrapped. And so there was a lot of grief and loss that happened for me in the beginning. And, you know, I think you talking about your life's work, I feel like part of my life's work is is to help people to really to feel and to remain present in all of the feels. And that's certainly been a journey that I've been on because I didn't used to like to feel at all. And feeling was really scary to me. And I think that that's why I used to drink a lot and I used to smoke pot a lot because I didn't want, it felt so uncomfortable for me to be in my body when I was having all of those feelings. And so I've done a lot of work on that. And I, I mean, I even got my master's in counseling and I would be sitting across from somebody and they would start feeling and I'd be like, I don't like this. <laughs> 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 and yet I knew that, you know, that was part of part of my journey. So one of the things that has been so helpful for me in my journey with that is is my work with my embodiment teacher and my dance teacher. And so I've been dancing with her for seven years. And of course, we were dancing in person and that had to shift. And so she was able to bring it into the virtual space because you know, live music certainly was an opportunity for me to be in my body, but live music also came with the alcohol and the drugs. So like it wasn't necessarily an opportunity for me to be present in my body <laughs> with all of the feels without escaping at the same time. Um, but dance was because we have a rule that you can't have any alcohol or drugs in you or on you at your time in dance. And so it's just very like intentional. And so over these last seven years, you know, through my even master's in somatic psychology and my PhD in mind body medicine, 
you know, I learned so many tools and techniques to allow me to be in my body, but it was through my work with Heather Monroe Pierce, who's my teacher, that I really had the experience of that. And to be able to go through these last nine months with all of the feels that it has brought and to, you know, recognize that the highs and the lows and the silver linings and all of the grief and to be able to remain present with that was like really such a gift and also just a kind of a telling of my progress in, you know, being able to be there and to be present. And that's what I get to help people in my work to do too. And, you know, I think that that's so important because part of being a human is having all of those feelings. And in order, I think, to come into this new reality, like we're awakening, we're opening our eyes, we're like coming into this awareness. And part of that is being present in it. And so, you know, how can we, we do that in a, in an embodied way? So it just really highlighted the progress that I've made in my life and all of the things that I've done to, to get me here. And then also it allowed me the opportunity too to really focus on some professional things. Like I got to start the Shine Collective, which has been an idea in my head for the last two years. And I got to make it happen. And this podcast got to happen. And I got to do Embodied Groove Online, which was really wonderful. So I'm looking forward in the future. Don't tell anybody that I work with. <laughs> Not, let's see, there might only be one person that's listening from my job. But, and it's a secret you know. <laughs> one person. <laughs> But, you know, not not doing that line of work forever, but really coming into, you know, the teaching of lifestyle medicine to live music fans and helping people with that. Yeah. Well, like, as you know, the world as we know it, the way that it was before COVID wasn't really working. That's why so many people were depressed and and like drugs and alcohol are such a problem. There's just so many things because we are forced to be and to strive for something that we don't even want that isn't going to make us happy. Like having the big house and the newest appliances and the fancy car and and like being married if you don't want to be married and having kids if you didn't want to have kids and, and all of those things that we're told that we're supposed to have in order to be happy and successful is like not necessarily what was making us happy and successful. And there is another way of being and everybody's waking up to it. I think that's why people flock to live music because it is another way of being. It's an escape from that. But what if like you can have that paradise as your life if you intentionally choose to live it that way. And you and I both like me with Rocking Life and you with Embodied Groove and the Shine Collective, like we are providing services that are going to show people the way that life can be different and you can have a life that actually makes you happy, not what is supposed to make you happy, what actually makes you happy. And that's what we're all about. And that's what group therapy is about. And I mean, and so it is. Yeah. And so it is. It's true. And, you know, I think live music is like the door opening to see that possibility. Yeah. It was definitely my door, like for sure. Yeah. Like I know, I, in 1996, so when I saw all those people in patchwork and like supporting themselves by selling grilled cheese and their art in the parking lot, I was like, yes, like this is possible. And then there was a band that was selling out a state or it wasn't a stadium, but an arena that I saw them at and they're jumping on trampolines and the drummer is wearing a dress and playing a vacuum. I'm like, like, if this is possible, then then there is like another way of living that is possible. And like what I'm doing is not necessarily working and I'm going to change it. Yeah. So the opportunity has been shown and now it's just about finding out how to do it every day. So we're going to talk so much more about all of that stuff in the new year. So definitely like keep on listening. If you're not subscribed to us, subscribe to us, tell all of your friends, spread the word because we want to show you, we want to lead the way to this new way of living. And our podcast is one of the ways that you'll learn how to do that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait for next year. We already told you guys that we have Jay Blakesburg lined up as our first interview of next year. And we're going to have so many more exciting people. I mean, just look back at the guests that we've had this year. Like They just keep getting 
I don't even want to say better and better because I don't think there's any, you know, hierarchy into our guests. They're just all amazing, but just definitely expect the same quality as what we've already had so far. Yeah. And if there's someone who you're like, you need to talk to them, then please send them our way. You can connect with to us probably. I would say that Instagram would be a really great way to connect to us. Send us a message there. We're the Groove Groove Therapy Podcast or on Facebook on our community, the Groove Therapy Podcast community. Um, and let us know who you want as a guest and we'll do our best to get them on here. Absolutely. I was going to say that too. I mean, I think we both believe in the power of, of magic and, you know, of manifestation. So whoever you want. And I mean, we're all, what I have come to realize too even with this podcast is that like our community is, is actually really small and really connected. So if we don't know them, I bet somebody that we do know knows them. And, uh, you know, if it's not right away that we can get them, then down the road, certainly. So, yeah, we're going to get them. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your wildest group therapy podcast dreams? Share them with us and, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring them to fruition. Yes. And thank you all so much for listening to us and supporting us for these past 10 episodes. This is number 11. And we're just so grateful for your support. I'm so grateful for Osiris for believing in us and supporting us along this journey. And for Dawn from Female Centric, she was actually the one that was like, I'm going to set you guys up and make this happen. So thank you so much, Dawn. Thank you, Dawn. And also, you know, I just thought about our walkabout that we did with Zach Gill for his cocktail yoga album, and we're hoping to do more of those. So we're really, we want to get creative as to how we bring this medicine and this way of living to you guys. So if you have ideas about anything like that, then share them with us. We're totally open to receiving and seeing what we can do. We're nice and kind and we're not scary and we don't bite. Unless you ask us to, then we'll decide if we want to or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's a good way to maybe end this. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> well, this has been so fun. I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to to reflect and hopefully for you guys to get to know us a little bit better. I know you get to hear us all the time in the intro and the outro and asking questions to our guests, but we got a little deeper into our experiences and our, our life's work and things like that. That was really fun to talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I enjoyed listening about yourself. Thank you. I loved listening to you too. It was like really great. <laughs> So if you guys can't tell, we have a lot of fun recording these episodes. (laughs) And and we're so grateful to have you listening. So thank you so much. We couldn't be here without you. And we really, we love you so much. We love you. Have a wonderful holiday if you are listening on Christmas. And have a wonderful new year and beyond because you can listen to us forever as long as podcasts are a thing that people listen to. Yeah. And before we end, we should probably tell people how to find us since we talked all about us and they're probably wondering, well, how can we find more of you? Oh, like us personally? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you can go to my website. It's rockinglife.com. And you could also follow me on Instagram. I'm super active on there. I found a love for making reels and they're really fun. (laughs) I'm pretty silly on there. Um, And I also give a lot of inspiration and tips and you can find out about all the happenings that I'm doing. And that's at rockinglife with two underscores after. So my website, rockinglife.com or on Instagram, rockinglife with two underscores after. And Leah, where can everybody find you on the interwebs? Yes, you can also find me on Instagram at Dr. Leah Taylor, although I am certainly not as active as Tara Lee is on there, but I am committed to amping up my social media game in the new year and getting a little bit more at least focused and intentional on it. So check me out there. I'm also on Facebook at Dr. Leah Taylor page, as well as Embodied Groove page. And right now my website is embodiedgroove.com, but I am working on a drleahtaylor.com website that I'm super excited. Hopefully it will be ready to launch in February or possibly early March. That's just going to really put together all of the things that I do to help 
teach live music fans about lifestyle medicine and about how, you know, your your choices on an everyday basis helps to create your health and well-being and happiness. So look forward to that. But on embodiedgroove.com right now, you can go and pick up a guided meditation that I call Way of Being. And it's specifically for 2021. So if I haven't done resolutions for a while, um, and there's definitely, there's a lot of people that are talking about, you know, finding a word that you want to make your word for the year. And so that's really what this guided meditation is about. It's about helping you get aligned and in touch with how you want to bring yourself into the new year and throughout 2021 so that you can come in in an intentional way. And certainly I feel like 2020 has created the opportunity for us to be more intentional in how we bring ourselves. And so this meditation is just another way to help you to get clear on that in a guided way. It's like 10 minutes long, so not too long. And it will keep you focused throughout the year. My word for 2020 was courageous. Well, courage was my word. And I got to come back to that so many times <laughs> to be to have courage to get through this year. So I uh, hope that you'll find a word that you can align with to bring you into 2021. Wonderful. I'm excited to find out what my word is. And I forgot to tell everybody, too, I'm doing a manifestation challenge. You'll find it on my Instagram as well. And then we're going to be leading um, some sort of something magical on Facebook in a group. So you can find that all on my Instagram or my website. Yeah. Yay. All right, everybody. We'll have a wonderful rest of your 2020. Let's make the most of it. And um and hopefully we'll all be connected virtually in the ways in the new year as we, you know, transition out of this year and into 2021. And if you're listening to this in the new year, then happy 2021. Woo woo. We love you so much. Have a great day. Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you.